Hey everyone, we're here at Cornhucket, and last year at Cornhucket, I did a video that some people may remember with Dave Nori, Trevor Watchering, and Kim, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Quizhack. okay. And we talked about Flatland, the state of Flatland as it was at that time, how some types of riding are also Flatland, and how freestyle can intermix together, and... Dave, I think you have a good idea of where we could take this. Well, so and yeah, I think it's just bringing it to like present time. We were able to come out to Cornhucket this year and have a flatland spot. So between Carl's basically initiative and reclamation to help make it happen, they poured a, a slab for us. And I think that's the kind of steps that need to happen because there are all kinds of riders here that are dirt, you know, trials riders, street riders and they they obviously intrigued by flatland but they might be a little bit intimidated which we talked about last time and so it's right in the middle of Cornhucket, so it's it's spotlighted right and we put a, a little jam together and it was um, I don't know, you talk about what was your experience you were in the jam i mean it was a good jam like a lot of kids were psyched actually people we we wanted it to be more like a I don't know what you said, like organic, where like anyone can like go and, and do the jam with us. Everyone, everyone that rode Flatland could do the jam with us or do the little show that we did. So like even the little kids that could only do, you know, double peg on the ground and like pick their bike back up, they were doing it. They were, and they were having fun doing it. And they were getting the, like the same appreciation and respect as anyone going out doing, you know, yeah. double decade or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's pretty cool. It's a good experience. I think a lot of the kids are really into it. I just mm. think they need a little more, um, they need a push in that direction just to kind of help them out. I think the exposure part's important. Yeah. Like having everyone here together brings both things together. Whereas like if there's a flatland event going on, there's less likely to be like all those other types of riders there to see it at the same time. Yeah. Which I think is part of why you see all those kids riding here, trying flatland and stuff. That I don't know if it happens at flatland jams or not, because I've been to an actual flatland event. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a niche. You know, it's yeah. a bit of a niche. Well, flatland riders really want to push flatland. I mean, they they truly want kids to get into it, and they just don't they don't know how to do it, and they they always talk about it, but they never take the initiative or like. They don't know how to go about it. And really, I think it's more events like this. Where or flat landing at a skate park. Yeah, yeah. that's where exactly what that just came yeah. to my mind. It's like you go, and if you're an overall rider like Trevor and does some flatland tricks at a skate park, that's going to like spark some interest. But I think the yeah. other Every side of it is when you have, I mean, we were doing a show. I mean, let's say we were doing a show. And I kind of orchestrated that in the sense of, I wanted everyone to have, you know, a, a place in spot. We're going to keep, you know, the, the pace moving by taking turns and everyone was welcome, but there's a certain format. And, uh, I don't know how the volume will be with this, but, um, there was a certain format that I was holding, but I was open to whoever could come and ride. As I was saying, it was just, it was very organic. Like you said, yeah. like people came out and I heard. I heard other riders encouraging riders saying, hey, go out there and, and do your flatland skills. And they were doing like tail whip, bunny hop tail whips, walkers, and yeah. crazy street style. And we just, we loved it because it just expanded. It started with maybe 15 riders and it grew to maybe 20, 20. plus. Yeah. And Kim, you, yeah. you and had... Piggybacking on what Dave said, I think one of the biggest takeaways is how many of these kids already do ride flatland. Like the animal got out there and was doing crazy hang five variations yeah. that could be in any flatland contest. Like he could literally just take what he was doing and walk into and enter a flatland contest. And I don't think a lot of these kids realize that what they are doing is flatland and could be in a contest. And to get flatland bigger, we need to somehow tap these kids and get them to also be willing to attend flatland contests and events because they are riding flatland. They're doing quite well at it. That's something we talked about last time. Is that been like?
progressed at all? Has anything changed with that at so, all? Or? I spoke to some of the other Flatland riders and a lot of them, so I pitched that I think we need to do a push to get the street riders to start attending Flatland contests. And there's a lot of pushback, a lot of Flatlanders don't want it. They're like, no, they're not real Flatlanders. And no, they don't really ride flat and they won't dedicate their time to flat, which I say is bullshit. I mean, we saw kids today doing crazy hang five variations. You don't just learn that in five minutes. Those kids put hours and hours and hours of time just like any other flatland to learn that stuff. So I, I'm still in the boat that we need to welcome those, the street riders and get them and that's how we grow flatland. What I'll say to that and anyone who does act like that, I don't know who you've heard who doesn't ride flatland say flatland's stupid. Whoever says flatland's dumb, no one. Whoever says flatland isn't hard, whoever disrespects flatland at all, nobody. Maybe a couple people here and there so I don't understand why people would look at other people who are trying to actively take part in what they do and say, no, that's not real. I think that's just flat out stupid, to be honest. Yeah, and my take is like, there is the, I mean, there's obviously so many aspects of riding. So like the competition side of it, to be a competitive flatland rider, you have to be committed. And so maybe it's not so much the end goal is to have more street riders in her flatland contest but it's more like I think about events like this where we come to you know a place where more people are going to be exposed to more people are going to feel comfortable to dabble in their flatland skills that they already have and expand like the kid that put pegs on his bike that day he could literally do literally nothing at the, at the beginning of the day and he was out there performing in the show, doing very simple tricks, getting yeah. the same kind of, you know, respect from the audience as all of us. And so I think there's two sides of it. One is, let's just make sure everyone knows that Flatland is part of BMX. Yeah, and, and, then two, and then two, and then two, if there's a street rider, like I think about um, Dave Volker's son, Cole, like he's got mad skills. Yeah. If he showed up at Flatland contest and actually practiced to do a Flatland run, he would be, I think, welcome open, you know, open arms with, with yeah. totally respect. But that's just one element of riding, competi- you know, competitive riding. And I think, too, like, I don't know, just from riding everything, the flatland scene, if you don't know what it's about, it's basically a big family. I mean, this is, like, the family aspect of, like, BMX, where, like, once you start doing flatland and everybody's, like, encouraging you, they just, they welcome you with open arms when you do flatland. And it's, it's something that you don't see in, in other styles of riding. Because it takes so long to learn flatland and to, I think these people just been around forever. Everyone's friends, everyone's like, it's just, it's cool. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I feel like when, I don't know, I'm comparing to kids that go to a park or, or trails and they ride together, Yeah, I think there's still that same feeding off of each other, but with Flatland, it's a little bit more concentrated. Yeah. It's a little bit more focused, fine-tuning, and it's, it's very repetitive. You have to do things over and over and over for a long period of time to be able to have anything that you can really take to a show or take to a contest. And not to disrespect any of the time that you put on the trails or the park or whatnot, but I feel like there's a little bit, is that kind of your point? There's a little bit different sense of how you feed off each other. Yeah, yeah. And apart. Yeah, you you, you have that experience more than I do. But it's just, you guys have been riding, like, the flatland scene is is old. I mean, it's, it's the roots of BMX. Mm. And the guys have been riding together since they were 16 and they're, they're in their late 40s, early 50s riding. So like anytime they see somebody that's willing to take that time and willing to like learn Flatland, they're going to open you open up their arms and be like, dude, come on in. Like, we'll show you how to do it. Do you not feel that though in the skate park, in, in a skate park setting or trip? Trials. It depends. Like, if you're riding with your friends, that's one thing. But, like, we could go, you could go anywhere, 
and immediately see a flatland rider, start riding flatland with them, you're best friends. It's yeah, like the front brake thing, you know? It's like, you see a front brake rider, you're like, yep, we're best friends now. Yeah. So it's kind of like that little niche family, but when you actually, like, if you go to a set of trails, and you're not that great at trails, and you're barely clearing them and clipping, you're gonna get kicked out. Uh, I see, yeah. You depending know, on the trails. Yeah, depending on the trails. But it's more like, it's, your point is that that's more likely to be maybe shunned away or not as accepted. Yeah, yeah. As in a, and I think it's partly because of the environment. We're on a flat area, it's like, here we are, let's see what we got, and let's feed off of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Even like at a flatland contest, when you show up with a bike at a flatland contest, someone's gonna come talk to you. They're gonna introduce themselves and say, hey, do you want to ride? You go into a skate park contest, nobody's gonna go out of their way to talk to you. They just kind of hang out there. I don't know, I just want to make sure that like, we're not coming off as like we're dissing no, any of the no, other disciplines. No. We're so, just making a point of like flatland. Because for me, it's like I would go to the beach and I'd go to ride, like, you know, my kind of my heyday was when I'd go to the beach and I'd ride and there'd be like, there'd be six guys riding hardcore and there'd be another, you know, 10 or 12 guys that were kind of watching and somewhat participating. Yeah. But it was all like very, very... Together. Yeah, concentrated yeah. And, and very together. And like, oh yeah, good, Nori, let, you know, can you, how about you do a, you know, a decade out of that and do, you know, this sort of, you know, yeah. building off each other. Building off each other. I think the concentration's a difference. If you go to a ramp contest, there's hundreds of people and there isn't that need to make a new friend. There's hundreds of people there. And again, it's not a diss, it's just, you don't go out of your way. You go to a flatline contest, there's 20 people. And usually, so, a, usually ramp contests are a little, um, you know, they want to win. They're a little more like, Gun ho. I think I have a little perspective here. Too. Yeah, please. please. Um, yeah, I think there's a pretty big difference in what we're talking about because flatland as a get together and when you have a lot of flatland people together is usually a contest. But like in the skate park side of things, it's not always a contest. Like at Rays, yeah. you, you can get, you know, 50 people riding together at Rays doing a similar thing. Whereas for with flatland, how often do you guys have 50 people together riding and it's not a contest? So like it's a totally different, I think we're talking about two kind of different things in that. There's actually several flatland jams. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what he's saying is like most flatlanders are alone most of the time in a parking lot doing their thing. And then it's like, okay, an event comes out, a jam, contest, whatever. And then... Now they're excited because now they get to ride with other flatland riders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's almost like, like you've been a little bit in the closet, like yeah, like doing working your own on things. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and then you're kind of like, okay, now I'm here to share. Where in the skate park, you're like, you're always in it. Yeah, in yeah. the same way. And I think with your point, where so I went to, um, I was in UK and I went to Manchester and I found out there was a jam there, and sure enough, there was 30 riders there, which was amazing for me because. I don't have anybody in my town that I ride with. And I, I ride mostly in groups when I come to Cornhucket or I go to old school events or I go to um, AFA. So that's where I get the other group of, group of riders. Mm -hmm. And that's what's unfortunate about Flatland is that there's few and far between. But I was so thrilled because I showed up in Manchester and like you said, there's guys from London, there's guys from all over UK that all showed up and there's 30 riders there. Yeah. 30 riders that were able to just ride and share the day with. Yeah. And another thing to add that I was thinking about what you guys were talking before too is like the concept, man, I lost where I was at. Shit. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. Reel it back in. Oh, uh, what all have we talked about? Yeah. We were talking about concept. We were talking about the... Oh, oh, I got it. Uh, so the a thing we talk about when you're talking about growing flatland and getting more people into it is that, like, we talk about exposure and things of that nature. You also think, too, about, like, if somebody hasn't been exposed to flatland, their desire to put that time into doing it probably is, like, very, very little. So when you compare it to like coming here and you see it and you have people who are actively like, hey, come do this. Yeah. And yeah, right. it's, it's different because like me growing up, I, I knew Flatland existed. I knew it was crazy, but like I would have never, unless there was somebody else 
right there at the skate park, like Trevor. This is what I was gonna say about you, is like when you talk about like people doing flat, it's like usually whenever we're having a session with Trevor, he'll end up in the flat bottom doing some flat land and a few people will be down there with him. Like, hey, how are you doing what you're doing? There's been yeah. multiple times where we have that. And, and so like where I'm going with that is just like, I think there's less people in general who are deciding to dedicate that energy yeah. when they're already like a park or street oriented rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dedicating that time to this thing. So then they have to segment it off to this other part of riding that they're not exposed to. So like, if we want to grow the flatland side, I think you have to have something like this, where it's a it's an other event with flatland as a dedicated time slot, and you say like, what we what you guys did in bringing other people into it. Yeah, and I think that's the point. So it's almost like you have to have some ambassadors of flatland that that set up a a very welcoming um, arena mm -hmm. and situation to be. Like they called it the Dave Norrie show. That's what that's what Carl called it. And I'm like, wait, this is not what we're gonna call this. <laughs> Thank you very much, but this is like the flat it that's what I called it, flat it jam, because mm -hmm. I just want people to come and ride flat and mm -hmm. and do what whatever you feel like you're inspired to do. And so I think what your point is is like how we can incorporate that at more events mm -hmm. that will just be like hey we're kind of go session a little flatland over here come and do you know whatever whatever feels good to you on yeah. the flat and what's like what was the do you think is the general consensus among flatland like do people want a, more people to start doing flat like is that I, what yeah, people no, want yeah. yes. i would say yeah I would say yes, for sure. Probably shouldn't say other types of flatland aren't real flatland then. Sorry. No, no. I'm wait, bitter about that. Wait, what? Yeah, what? I, I said you probably shouldn't say that other types of flatland, like the what the street guys do, aren't flatland then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's that whole, like, you know, the fast jump around 180, you know, whoppers and things. A lot of I heard it here. Like I heard it here. I do not like it. And I disagree. Your ground flat ground is flatland. That's my argument. I can't remember who it was, but I heard like, oh, that's not, that's, this ain't that kind of jam. I heard somebody say that yeah, here. to me. No. Yeah, and so who's to say? Like it, in, in the early 80s, if you came out and did a Whopper or... or oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I mean, mad respect for that. And, yeah. then, and then hopefully it's inspiring them to get them to see other things that they could, mm -hmm. you know, add to that. Yeah. Add to that repertoire and 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 build on it because yeah. there's that that human desire to you know push yourself and learn new things and this is just a different arena to to do it in. It's mm -hmm. my opinion. And and I'm not trying to like start any fires here, <laughs> but what I'm what I'm getting at is like if you want to grow something, you gotta welcome like everybody you up. can't like you can't pick and choose and be like all right you're allowed you're allowed nope you're not nope you don't do the right thing because that's the exact same thing as cities saying no bikes allowed at the skate park yeah 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 and i mean jams like this really do help a lot i think they work a lot better than just you know a flatland like flatlanders only come out to flatland jams that's the thing that sucks is you got to make it to where, like, I don't know, a jam where it's like, all right, we're going to be at this skate park. <laughs> we're going to be at this Keep skate going. park. He did it. <laughs> he did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. I jumped you know, over five people. He jumped five, over five, uh, five people. people. Like bunny hop? No. On a ramp. Okay. <laughs> Was it flatland? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, so go ahead. What so like, oh man, I lost my train of thought with that. You're talking about Flatlanders go to Flatland okay. yeah. jams. So what they need to do with that is to, somebody needs to throw a jam, and this could be multiple people, it doesn't have to be just one in, in just multiple areas, but be like, all right, we're going to the skate park, it's a ramp flat jam. That happened in Chicago, right? Or Illinois or Indiana, somebody did that. You went to it because you oh, told me you jam. weren't gonna go, and then you did go, and I was sad. Her jam. So you, you did it. Yeah. I, I knew so somebody I, did my that. My preference is 
to throw a flatland jam at a skate park if possible because then I can both invite my skate park friends. I you know I'm one of those hybrid people, I'm not good at either, but I hang out in both communities. So I like to throw a flatland jam near a skate park so I can invite both people and have that kind of cross pollination of the ideas and the concepts and the people. Yeah, and I think you're along the right lines. And, and what I'll add to that is like, if you want to get more people into it, I think that's a, a great I, concept of how to do it. Yeah, but that's. She threw a flatland jam at a skate park. That's not going to get the, the the riders there though. The the, the street park riders there. Mm. I invited them. They just didn't come. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be the right person. Well, it's got to be the right draw, right? Like wording or draw. Yeah. So like, if you did, I don't know, if you did more like, a, all right, we're gonna have a jam at the skate park, but we're gonna have a flatland section too. We're gonna have a flatland jam too, at the same time. Hopefully you could get the Flatlanders to come out and they could be doing their thing just like how Kim had it, but wording it in a way where both genres of riding are stoked to come out. Mm-hmm. You got to basically use the blueprint of today. You've got to, you got best trick events on these things or whatever you're going to have that are skate park things. Yeah. And then this is the time slot for the Flatland thing, or maybe it's Flatland is most of it. And then you have the, skate park thing and then to sweeten the deal you know you like make a really good prize for the skate park section so that people are like oh i need to go to that yeah exactly and i think that's what's gonna grow flatland because it just doesn't have the exposure like you know when nori was doing shows in the 80s all the kids were going crazy you know he's doing shows in the mall yeah um bike shops sea world wherever he could and all the kids were getting stoked on riding Granted, BMX was new and fresh, but I mean, and it wasn't if they never, it wasn't segregated as much. It wasn't like you're you're a flatland rider, you're a trials rider, you're a park rider. Yeah, you, you just rode BMX. Like, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much. So you did a little bit of everything, I think, at that yeah. time. So I mean, that's the that's one of the best ways to get new riders is to be there show them you know if you can show a kid how to do you know drop the pegs and put it back on this get back yeah. on it i mean the one jam that we had at worcester when marty is his name showed yeah. up oh Marty, yeah yeah, yeah. and Mark, and you guys were doing flatland and everyone was like what and yeah then i'm sure i mean i can't we remember, had a little circle going but i'm pretty sure there's probably other people that were getting involved too like yeah trying something yeah exactly i mean that's that's the cool thing like doing it hybrid is because now you're you're getting kids I mean, that's what I want I, that's why I do what I do because I want kids to see different tricks and see the you know the flatland side and, and just see what you can actually do on your bike and try and like not just think of it as mastering one genre but mastering the bike itself Ooh. yeah that's good that's profound really good yeah <laughs> that's serious no really yeah I mean because going back to the roots, when everyone wrote everything, pretty yeah, much, right. Like yeah. I started more as a street rider, and then I morphed into more flatland. Yeah, and that was just the path that I took. Exactly. But so it's like reverse that process, and and it's easier for a kid to go get, buy a bike and go to the skate park or go to the trails. It's just an easier transition. So it's like if we can interject, interject, or at least present other flatland jam opportunities like Cornhawk. I mean, Cornhawk is the perfect example, yes. but it could be at any skate park or any event. It's like, just have some Flatlanders come out and just do their thing yes. and be ever so welcoming. Yeah. And, and that I, would just... I think you have fire. to advertise to both very well. Like, mm -hmm. Flatlanders, all right, if you come out, you know, we have our prizes for Flatlanders and doing their stuff. All right, we also have prizes for the street guys and park guys and dirt guys. And I think that would work out really well. I think you would see some just gnarly stuff go down. Because then guys are getting psyched on this flatland and they're like, dude, these guys are killing it. I don't want to kill it. I'm going to go do whatever on the ramp. And then the flatland guys are like, oh my God, I would never try that. But that was awesome. I want to go like bust out some flatland so I could be at that level. You know, you get that energy going. Everybody wants to try to just stay with that energy. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it happened today. Yeah, exactly. All the Flatland people who were here were watching the other events. And then 
everybody went up and watched the Flatland event. And I, I would argue that the Flatland event, we already said it, but like had a more diverse range of riders yeah. getting the exact same loudness and level of praise as right. the best people. Right. Like it happened all day. It happened all day. But in the Flatland yeah, one, sure. it was like on another level. And I think you helped that by saying like, I don't care what they're doing or how weird it is or what level they're at. I want you to cheer like they did a triple backflip. I think that helps. Yeah, and making I think it's it also known. going back to what we talked about earlier, where it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more. Um, I want to say intense, but that's not the right word. It's like a little bit more intimate. Yeah, flat, you know, the, it's we, true. We got, yeah. you know, obviously you got these big trails, you got these big courses, and of course you're going to feel that 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 sense of appreciation when it, when a young kid first drops in, you know, and, and pops out, and you know you get that, but. You're on a stage almost. That's how I look. Well, you can make a literal circle around Flatland people yeah. riding Flatland. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like it was a great representation and it can definitely be duplicated. Definitely. And it doesn't have to be all about the competitive rider yeah. of Flatland because that's you know another level, and especially it how it's separated so much over the years that the top Flatland rider puts in some serious time. It's their job at that point, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, they're just like dedicated. And they're dedicated to their run that they do for the contest because they have to pull a perfect contest run because then the other pro is going to pull a perfect contest run. Yeah. So they're just trying to do their hardest tricks possible flawlessly. As consistent as possible. Yeah. yeah. And that takes, that takes a, a certain kind of rider that many people don't want to sign up for. Because it's different than just going out with your buddies and just shredding the pump track and riding the trails. But when you talk about the competitive side of those things, it is exactly the well, same. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's so where you, that's where you, you merge. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where you merge the two. I think the competitive part matters because it brings a different kind of exposure. It brings the sponsorship money. It brings a lot of different things that you don't get when people are just riding in a parking lot by themselves. You know? And especially, again, me coming from the girls' side of the house... The without contest is how we get sponsorships, is how we get girls to have the free time to actually work and progress on stuff, which is what we're lacking on the women's side big time. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it all matters. I always push harder it on the contest matter. side of the house because you can't get sponsors for girls and none of this yeah. without the contest side coming up. So yeah, but here's a little fun fact for you, Kim. So I was in the UK mm -hmm. and I was talking to some of the riders there when I went to that jam in Manchester. And the rider, the, the woman that got gold in the Olympics, can't get a sponsor. Oh yeah, it's bad. I mean, and Why it's not because she's a woman. It's like even the person that got bronze, and I can't think of the person's name, but the person that got bronze in the UK, it, there's there's no money in it, so. Hannah Roberts couldn't get a sponsor for years. Yeah. Like, it's insane. But, you know, again, but competition is where sponsors want to bring money in. Nobody, we're never gonna get the big sponsorship money like we had in the early 90s without big competitions. So yeah. that's to me where that part again kind of matters. So again, it's are we looking to grow the sport underground or are we looking to grow the sport where we can have money and sponsorships and stuff behind again and people can make a living? And it's I, people yeah, are on both I mean, sides of that debate. Yeah. I know people are on both sides. So it really depends it, which end you're looking to grow. I think it starts in the underground. Though. I feel like that's I've got too. I've got some words. Yeah, okay. I just <laughs> want to say for me it's like grassroots efforts and like yeah. if that if that blossoms into an amazing series and amazing purses, great. I mean, obviously with the Flat Queens this year, there was some, mm -hmm. there was some money involved and some good prizes. That was huge compared to last year. So yeah. that's working in that direction. But there's got to be like this, you know, surge of grassroots efforts. Yeah. It does. We need, I think both. Compared to any other sport, soccer or any other mainstream yeah. sport, baseball, that you see kids sign up for. I mean, that's why it blew up in the 90s. So, like, the early 90s was the grassroots. BMX died in, in the late 80s. Died completely. Nobody was doing it. And then the core riders that kept riding pushed the sport to another level underground. And a lot of those people don't even know who those guys are nowadays. Right. You, and, did, your, you did your research. Yeah. You did your research. And now, you know, so from the late, from the early 90s, the, the late 90s, those grassroots guys made stuff happen. And then you had the X Games in the mid-90s. 
late nineties and everybody was getting these crazy sponsorships. So it was from the grassroots guys, Good point. the core yeah. guys. Right. And the, it, it just grew and it just organically grew. It didn't just like, you know, they weren't feeding it and forcing it to happen. It, they just kind of made it happen. And I think part of what led to those crazy sponsors and all of those things happening is like a perfect storm of everything you just said leading up to something that is a way for these larger entities to make money. Because if there's, if the larger entities and corporations and the people who are paying these checks can't make money, the rider's not making the money at all. And so what you had was two competing TV networks come together with like this was at the time of X Games and Dew Tour, yeah. and that's where it really got crazy yeah. because they were competing with each other, and that's whenever you got all this big TV money coming in. So what, what I was gonna say about what you were talking about with the contest and thing is like, we live in a world where the internet is like the biggest tool that we can use, and so if you can combine the contest and the grassroots, and then you also use like the internet as a tool because whether we like it or not numbers on the internet matter and that is where like the most like where people are making the big money is like you see like the video game people the the jake paul whatever type people on the internet those are the people making the most money so if we could figure out how to leverage things like that at the same time you can throw more contests because you can use those numbers to move the companies in a way that's like, if we do this contest, like you'll get these people out and this this thing and whatever, and you can try to do all of it. Because like with just a BMX contest, it's hard to get like a big company to wanna throw money at it because they're like, well, what am I getting out of it? Right. We need that return on our investment. And, and that is where I think you try to leverage all the tools that are available. Well, what's interesting, yeah. so Flat Queens, which Dave yeah. just mentioned, is an online girls flatland contest where you just you enter via uh, an edit. Um, Reclamation Bike sponsored it. Who were the other sponsors? There's qu quite a few. Okay. I mean, I know Haro. Reclamation, Haro, I mean, a couple other companies. Yeah. So, and I forget how the number of girls in um, Intermediate and Expert, but there were 19 beginners this year, which for Flatland for women wow. is That's huge. insanity. Huge. But if you ask most flatland riders, none of them have even watched a single one of the clips. They've never looked at the contest. So it also comes from, again, at least on the girl's side, we need support from our own sport. Mm -hmm. And again, again, this is where on the girl's side, we really harp on contests being important because that's the only time we see support from the other riders. We can go do online contests all day long and the other the guys don't even watch and the rest of our sport doesn't even watch us. Well, part of it too, though, I think could be like, imagine if we would have had that prepared to show that video footage here. And that's the kind of things we need. We yeah. need we need we, the women to be able to be seen in a bigger market because just putting the clips online is not generating the interest. Because you have to have the exposure. So if you put girls in a contest, well, now at least people are seeing them and people are seeing this, which is, again, why I as a girl harp on the contest side. I think a lot more matters to us, the women writers, than maybe it does to you guys thinking it's, it doesn't matter if we get more people in beginner. For the girls, it matters a ton. On those lines, did any of you guys pay attention to the EFI's Flatland stuff that happened? The problem with that stuff, it's hard to find streaming, I find, a lot of times. Well, it wasn't a, it was a video contest. I didn't see that one. No, I didn't see the EFI's. I think they did a Flatland section for that. Whereas literally, like, the concept you just, you just, you just explained. You just, entered, you just entered it via a clip. Yeah, during the, the pandemic, instead of... Oh, the one of, two, three years ago? Yeah, instead of doing the in-person oh, oh, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah, did, did an internet yeah. contest. And I yeah. think that that is a perfect example of what you're talking about because you have Feast, who's this bigger entity, yeah, right, and right, has right. the access and to the larger to companies. To the larger groups and to uh, exactly. exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you almost have to figure out how you can connect these dots to do all of it at the same time. And even before we had Flat Queens, we had the Rad Girls edits. And it shocks me how many Flatliners have even heard of Rad Girls. Like we've done so much to try to push that and promote that and spent so much time on that. And it's still, I see, I run into people all the time, like, have you seen the rag girls? I so I never watched them. And it's like, well, you know, how do we get support from you guys? Yeah, that exists I mean, like I've, everywhere. I think it goes back to finding, you know, ambassadors. Like I go back to Bob Harr, like everywhere he goes, every time he shows up, he's handing out 
stuck about what he's doing. Yeah. And like everything he was about when, when I was writing for him back in the day was where's the next show? How are we promoting it? How are we getting out there? Not that Flat Queens should do a tour, but like what, what would it take to go to, you know, Flat Queens coming here and having, obviously well, they have the online contest. The problem comes back to money. Girls typically have zero sponsors, they have zero support. So, I'm sorry. Oh, dude, you're done already? Yeah, I gotta go. <coughs> All right, man. All right. Glad you came to session. Yeah, next time. All right, man. I'll shoot you guys a message. I kind of got my car, kind of get my car fixed. All right. So I was gonna try to get back out here too. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hit up Carl. Carl. Carl's the one who owns it. None of us have anything to do with this place. Yeah, we don't live here. Yeah. All right. I was just saying, good session and another good year. Yeah, man. Cool, man. Take care. See ya. Um, so, Kim, you were saying that. What was I saying? Well, I think I can pick it up. Yeah. Basically, I think what could help with what you're talking about specifically is this, this, what was it? I was, my brain was going to say oh. scene queens. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was Flat Queens? Flat Queens. Flat Queens. <laughs> oh. You were saying, can we get the girls here in person? And the problem is, we don't have any support for the women. I was going to get help you so with that. So, if we talk about the U.S., there are four girls actively riding Flatland, one girl in Canada. So, to even get those five people in one spot is a struggle, and then all the other girls in other countries. And we don't have any resources to do that. So what I think could help with that and what I was trying to get at, but my brain, it's the end of Cornhog, it can't get there, uh, is like almost figuring out a way, and it sounds weird, but like branding these things and building, building a following behind these brands. So like the, the Flat Queens is like a, a brand that people follow and they know that these things are happening. And you look at it, like you look at this group of people more than just a group of people so that when you approach that larger entity that you want to try and help get you out to this event, you're like, we've built this thing. This is what we do. And we can, this is what we can offer you because that's what you ultimately at the end of the day, you have to have something to offer the sponsor yeah. back. And I would say that's what Bloom BMX is doing right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Bloom, it is. BMX Bloom BMX is doing has, a good job with that. Yeah. Has, has gone to that route, but I will still, I will tell you, I still can ask most skyriders. I have no idea what it is. With how much promotion they do, with how many events they go to, with throwing all this stuff, most of the guy riders still don't know who they are. Oh, it's definitely a freaking very steep stair set that has to be climbed. It's it's a hard conversation, but I think like I mean, is anyone else talking about this stuff? Be outside of like being together and talking about it. Um, I'm working on maybe trying to start a YouTube channel and put that part in the video, but I'm potentially trying there. to start a YouTube channel to start talking about this stuff. I kind of threw one video up I did with uh, Paul and two of the other girls, but then I got COVID, so it's kind of <laughs> slow start at the moment. But I, I want to start something where we're just having conversations about it, not just posting photos. Mm -hmm. But again, will anybody watch it? Probably not. We're going to start. You start with one, then they tell somebody, and then you have two and three, and then, and then you end up sitting here having I don't have anything to do with Flatland other than riding with Trevor sometimes and but I've built this thing that I feel can help you guys and you're going to do exactly the same if you start yeah and but yeah and that's the thing too like it's not going to happen overnight no exactly. and um I'm going to freestyle was around for how many years now yeah how far yeah. did it get you know I mean it did get somewhere it laid the roots where we are now but still yeah. it never got as far as anybody felt like it should have in all those years yeah Man, I had something on my brain. Sorry. No, I know. I, I just lost it in train of thought. Like, I, I think that you need to have a couple girls with your mindset to help you with this and to push it. Because if nobody's pushing it, nothing's going to get done. And, and, and pushing it could look like you did it today. I heard you because you said to, I think the, the one young girl that came out and rode, 
Eric's daughter. I yeah, can't remember I was her trying name. to talk her into maybe trying to do a flat comp and ride more. And, right. You know, so you just out. said that. So it's like having a sticker, having, and I'm going back to like Bob Harrell. Like he all he mentioned to me one time. He's like, I always have swag. I always have something. A sticker that you give. Yeah, a, and I, a, when I was running the website, that's what I had. Yeah, yeah give exactly. the kid a sticker and say, "Hey, go check this out," and tell your friends about it. And and then going back to what you were saying, how we can use the technology that we have now because it's much different than when mm -hmm. I was riding. It was really grassroots, it, bike shops, and just getting in front of as many people as possible. But with the internet and the YouTube channels and the Instagram accounts that you can say, hey, go follow this and you'll be updated. Yep. And then having not just you, but other people that kind of are on that same thing where they're traveling and you don't have to have a lot of money and a lot of sponsors to get that out. No. Get reclamation to say, hey, can you fly me out to a couple of these events so I can promote the, the freestyle for the women because yeah. it's definitely, it, it can build for sure. This is a perfect example of what I was saying with building the branding behind it. Because if you had like the whatever, if it's flat queens or whatever, you're like, follow this or check out this Instagram page. And you're yeah. going to be able to see people just like me and potentially you. And then the more people you get behind that, the bigger it, it gets. And that's a great like yeah. representation of it. Yeah, well, like I know Dave said too, you need people the same mindset. And we don't often have enough of the people that are... Yeah. willing to help do that kind of pushing it's it's a small group it's a small group and, and one person can, can change a lot yeah like kim think about it if you if you went to every possible event that you could think of next year and you just promoted flat queens if that's whatever know, the ever, thing is yeah whatever, whatever the thing, thing is, is yeah. and you just set your goals you're like okay i'm gonna touch as many people's lives i'm gonna take photos with these people I'm gonna put it on my, uh, you know, and it takes effort and it takes dedication, but it, it pays in dividends over the over the time. I mean, I, again, I did it for when I freestyle, but there was never any money, there was yeah. never any help, and that's where it eventually just dies. And I think that's where Flatland is is all these guys just don't they don't promote it. You know? Well, they're not out there. My point of view. Look at, I mean, I'm gonna talk about something I did, but Lip Lords. Yeah. Lip Lord's Instagram page is me. I'm the only person who runs that. Yeah. It's got thousands of followers. I didn't even I haven't even done like a great job in the past few years but or it would be bigger. It. But I did it and there's yeah. thousands of people and then you've got people like I there's the hashtag. So then people if I obviously because there's more people who do lip tricks than like or whatever. There's more people who have access to this thing maybe than Flatland. But if you have the hashtag where anybody, maybe if you want to focus on the women's side, but if there's somebody who's focusing on just Flatland in general, who's like cong congregating, whatever the word is, aggregating it all into one place or however it's going to build that. What, that following in that thing like yeah, what I did with lip lords is like it's one concept it's a lip trick on a quarter pipe and you got people all around the world who are like oh cool I like this because I like lip tricks I'm gonna tag it every time I post a lip trick and then the crossover to when you do other things that talk about whatever you're covering mm -hmm. in this case you know flatland and the flatland scene then there's all this crossover that happens yep so I think um, I mean, for me, that's that's kind of what I, I, I want to grow BMX. So I just use that term, grow BMX. I don't necessarily say grow flatland because I don't want to be pigeonholed into just flatland because mm. it's like, okay, if the kid comes out and sees a show and wants to become whatever rider they become, that's great, but just grow BMX. And that this kind of event and doing more of events where um, there's people that haven't been exposed too much of what I do, like my specific little niche, and it inspires them, I feel like that's where I, I can make the biggest bang yeah. to get the, the word out, to just ride. And I mean, the more riders you have, the more likely they're gonna see, you know, you're just gonna, the more riders you have in BMX, the more likely they're gonna go to Flatland or Street or whatever. You know, you have more odds to pull more kids into certain genres. Mm -hmm. But the kids ultimately have that choice of what they want to do. And if Flatland's not their thing, it's not their thing, you know? Yeah.
it's hard to it's hard to like no you need to ride flatland you know it's like it's like it takes a, it takes a special person that wants to do it it's a special mindset it's not a huck fest it's not a huck thing you know you can't just be like oh okay i'm doing it and you go do it it's like okay i have to i have to figure out how my body's positioned on the bike i have to figure out where the balance point is i have to figure out all this stuff and it's just it's not a huck fest it's like all right i just gotta pull gently i gotta do this okay Okay, the trick's working now. Like, it's very, it's difficult. And it takes a special person. So, I think just doing what we said earlier, doing stuff like Cornhuck, it, I think that's the best way to grow it. Just to see kids doing it. And if, it, and if they don't specifically do Flatland, it might inspire them to go do more like the freestyle aspect where they, they do a little bit of Flatland, but... They're mainly riding ramps, so they might take it to the ramps and do whatever. And I don't know. It's it's a it's a rocky road to try to get kids to do. Well, here we are. So we did this last year, and now here we are. We're doing a follow up. Yeah. So maybe we could take this opportunity to set ourselves some like goals or ambitions or wishes that we could project for the next year. Like, what could we do individually to? build whatever we want to build you did one jam already that would yeah, help with that we're hopefully doing yeah. another jam in a month we'll see so what about for you getting stickers like what, what he was saying funnel it all to one spot well i don't really have women to freestyle anymore so i need to pick a new <laughs> you don't have what women to freestyle anymore okay i don't really run it anymore so i need to either revive that or pick a new thing it could just be you you can be an ambassador. I grant yes. you that. Right? I grant <laughs> you that. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. It, it, it's, it could be, yeah. It, it could yeah. be. You're, you're like knighting me. <laughs> yeah, because seriously, I mean, it doesn't, right? Yeah, it and doesn't. that's that's the... Okay, it doesn't it, matter as long as somebody gets it going. That's really it. Yeah. So you have a sticker that's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Here's what I'm about. I, I was just saying today, I want to... Because I used to tell a lot, make a lot of stickers. I kind of want to make stickers again. So I might start making stickers. Yeah. yeah. And you... Well, I usually throw the Changa contest every year. Right. And some of Flatland though. No, and that's what guys were saying. Like, hey, why don't you have a Flatland contest? Now it'd be hard to do it, but Upstairs. I was yeah, I was thinking about maybe, you know, throwing it throwing an AFA not an AFA contest, but maybe a Flatland contest and having somebody else deal with that. But it'd be upstairs and everybody can walk up there and check it out or whatever. I wanted it more in the in, skate park. It's tough at Changa. It's yeah, tough it's at tough because it's separation, right? And I don't know if I can get it, if I can get another skate park to do that. Maybe, maybe modern and like move some of the, the movable stuff that they have in the middle and making it where you can do flat lane in the middle and also the park. I think it stuff. needs to be visible. Yeah, like, it needs it to, be need the, to be in, the, the, in yeah. the heart of whatever the event is. And that's yeah. why I never pulled the trigger on it. Because, I mean, McGraw and those guys that run the AFA contest talked to me about it. And they were like, dude, why don't you just do both? And I'm like, I would love to. But Chang is not the setup for it. Yeah, it's not exactly what it needs. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't, I mean, you can go that deep with it and start that crazy with it. Yeah. You can, but it also could be like, oh, I just throw a session at a skate park where I invite everybody and we... We're gonna have these fun little pop-up event things, and that's what Flatlands I one I of think them. the jams yeah. would be cool to do that, where it's like, all right, we have Flatland prizes and we have ramp prizes, and all right, longest, you know, funky chicken gets a prize, you know, whatever, and then whatever, highest air yeah. gets a prize, you know, and it's, I think that would really pull BMX together. I agree. And I think BMX, like Flatland, is the key to BMX. I think like if you if you have the roots of Flatland in you, you're going to be a really well-rounded and a really talented rider. I think you also, in this thing, it, it has to be brought up again. Just the fact that, like, when we're riding or when you're riding at Ray's or Chang or wherever it is, you you go and ride. You want to ride Flatland, so you go to the bottom, flat bottom, and there are so many times where I see you showing someone Flatland tricks. Yeah, so, like, they want to learn You're it. already doing. Like, yeah. So if you they just keep... Keep pushing doing, what yeah. you're doing yeah. and like realize what you're doing when that's happening because we're just having fun when we're doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But if you like realize what's happening at the same time and it's some random kid who's like showing some promise, like yeah, maybe, sure. maybe you know, ment be a mentor even further is like a good 
goal thing that like what we're yeah, talking about yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I think doing the same that you're doing, but also make sure that you have like, I don't know, when you're out there in the flatland, you're just like, okay, where's the follow-up? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you think about anything that, you know, you go and you say, hey, it was great riding with you, let's get together, and then you set something. Like, I'm thinking about having a little jam with people that want to learn more flatman on, on Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock. If you want to meet me at this spot, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. That could work, too. Because, it, 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 again, it's that organic effort yeah. that could, and, and it's up to them. And like, a lot of the times, like, there's a lot of kids that I've flat, like, just hang five, for instance. Mm-hmm. I've shown a lot of kids how to do a hang five. It's, you know, and, and try to mentor them, try to get them to do it. And, like, some kids will come up to me, like, years later. And they'll be like, dude, you taught me hang five. Look, I can do them. And they do, they're doing hang five. Yeah. And it's, like, that's a really cool, that, that made me feel good that I, like, just to teach them that is really cool. And um, they really didn't, you know, go any further, like you were saying, with it. They just learned hang five. Right. But. But if you have, like, a consistent thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, by the way, we're doing a Saturday thing. Yeah. If you want to make it out. Usually, if any if any kid comes up to me and says, "Hey, I want to learn a flatland trick," I'm like, "Okay, let's go learn a flatland trick." Right. Like, let's go. Yeah, I mean, what I was gonna say is, you don't even have to go that far with it. It's just like, because it's usually just kids at Ray's. Yeah. It's like, usually, uh, you're at Ray's and you're like, "Hey, let's go do a flatland trick." Like, instead of just waiting until you feel like riding flatland and someone comes up. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, you, yeah. the same kids around. Oh hey, let's go do a flatland trick. Yeah, and there could be a step before like, all right, hey, we're gonna ride flatland at Changa. You want to try this and like for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, any kid that wants to learn flatland, just you know, and you're riding with me, just let me know, and I'll try to show you whatever you want to do. What about you, Dave? I feel yeah. like you already kind of embody exactly the goals you're talking about. No, no, but I. How do you wanna, go further? Yeah, I want to go further. Like, so for me, it's like what you talked about earlier is um, having using the technology to the best of my ability and I'm not I mean I kind of miss that curve so I don't have as much um, I want things to be simple and, and easy so I'd like to build a YouTube channel so I could start posting stuff on there real basic flatland tricks and then put in the comments like hey if there's something that you want to learn you know put in the in the in the comments and then build on it. And then if I can't do the time machine, you know, then I would say, okay, I'll get Pete Brandt to like do a little how-to on it, right? So I can, I can pull in the network of riders. And part of it is like crossing over the boundaries of how difficult flatland can be. So learning really basic tricks and then um, funneling it all through a channel. Yep. So that I can basically just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. If you want more, you know, let's do, you know, let me know what you want to see. And then, and I was talking to some people tonight, just brainstorming, and they were saying, do like live streams. To mm-hmm. Say, hey, I'm thinking about doing Saturday afternoon live stream. If you want to join us. And then I would just come and do it. And I would have other kids there that I'm teaching. So that's kind of my approach. I don't know where it would go, but. It's almost like you could do it with like Twitch streaming if you could set up cameras and stuff. I think he's got a fantastic idea there. No, that's a good because idea. Because how, I mean, there's a million different, I mean, that's basically what my YouTube channel is yeah. for the other side. side of things is like the informational. So you could take it even further and go like talk about different geometry with Flatland and how And the certain, bike setup and exactly yeah, yeah, all and, that, yeah. and you're teaching people because I don't even, I have never looked it up. I'm sure there's some videos and stuff on youtube about those things but like is there even one single dedicated person who's like doing well yeah and i think it goes back to funneling all back to a spot so that if trevor's like oh yeah by the way i've got this good buddy dave and he's doing a lot with you know entry-level flatland riding you might want to check out his channel yeah yeah and the same thing with kim and, and an inspiring young woman that's interested like hey Dave might have some, you know, aspects that could help. Yeah. And then I would just be feeding whatever comes comes up. Like, Whoa, that was smooth. <laughs> that was that was like so graceful. Was it because your shoes untied, or is it just How late funny. night? I think all of it. 
Uh, Come on. But that is so, a really, really great idea because I don't know if that exists at all. I think in some levels, but it's a little sp yeah. sporadic. I know Martin Aperio is doing a lot with his channel now. Okay. He's got a pretty good following. He's posting a lot of stuff. So that's great. There's another person. And again, I can say, hey, there's another, you know, Martin's doing it. Follow his channel. And the, the biggest um, challenge for me is just to find the time I want the technology to be not all encompassing. You know, I want it to be like, I can just post it, do a clip, post it, and not have it be all consuming. That's mm. the biggest challenge for me. I want it to be easy. Editor. I know, yeah. Gonna... How do you do it? Like, so, <laughs> I mean, you have how much footage of this right now? This and has like... been almost an hour. Jeez. You want to know how I do it? Yeah. It's an obsession, and this is literally my entire life. I've made videos since I was 13 years old. Right. And it was like a natural progression when I, I guess I'll go into it. I got laid off from a really good job that I had making videos for a factory in 2016, and I was like, I'm never having a full-time job ever again. You're and, just going to do it and, on your own. Well, I thought, like, YouTube is a great resource to potentially, like, be able to just ride and make videos what i've done since i was 13 has my job right and so i just at that point dedicated like so your time put in right? yeah so you got this clip you know you got the whole core and huck it and then you spend the next week two weeks three i mean what does it take it's hours i mean to to for if specifically for this event it's going to be like probably 24 hours of editing <clears throat> maybe more for all of what we do, but like on a daily basis, because I upload a video every single day. And so what it's been is a gradual building of this library over the last seven years of like, I have how to grind, how to tire tap, how to foot jam, how to drop in, how to air out, how to hit a spine, how to bunny hop, yeah, yeah. building this content of like, I said the content word, dang it. Building this library of like informational like yeah. resource so that anybody who's never ridden before can go onto there, find like what I tried to do was just the, the best possible version of this thing. So like if you, I mean, you don't have to go as crazy as I did yeah. to where like you upload a video every single day. But like if you commit yourself to like, I'll make you, you give yourself a layout of what you want and what you think makes sense for mm -hmm. people to learn in an order if you want to do it that way mm -hmm. or whatever you want to do, but you figure out that what makes what the they, most... What they would request. Yeah. And then I could re you know, basically use my resources to tap in, like I was saying, to other people that would do a trick that yeah. maybe I don't... That's not in my repertoire. Like what... Because there's a lot. Like I have obviously the old school genre that I'm covering, but there's so much. You have a that's good happened. core of basic tricks. Yeah, yeah. which Very I think is core. which is really good because it's like this entry level for anyone. And you were gone for that part, but what I'm saying is like we could all network each other to say if you have somebody that's like, oh well, check out Trevor's mm -hmm. channel, check out Dave's channel. They they might have some insightful insight on some tricks that you could learn or what have. And if you become the resource where like, oh, if you need to learn like what the handlebar geometry is in regards to Flatland, Dave Norrie's got the video on that on his YouTube channel, check that out, or frames or whatever. And then you also have like the most basic tricks at mm. the same time and you do a good job of explaining them. Mm. You become a resource that people seek out and you become that thing, that funnel, where people get sent. So when Kim is introducing scene yeah. queens, yeah, <laughs> flat queens, flat queens. <laughs> when you're introducing like younger girls to Flatland, you say, check out Dave Nori's YouTube channel if you need you need a bike. This is where you learn what bike you get. Yeah. This is what where, what you need. This is well, where you learn and, the basics of Flatland. And what I just realized is like, think about back in the day, it was magazines and they had, you know, they had the bike checks. They had, and people would just, that was the, that was the tool. So it's like, yeah. if we create that on an online version, that's basically what you're pointing at. Yeah. Like, and you know what's you, awesome? 
Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. just that you cover, you know, so like I, I was thinking about like my bike is very specific for my riding, mm -hmm. but I have other bikes in my, you know, I have like 20 bikes right now. I have like all these different sizes. So I'm like, look, if you're, if you're the age or the weight of this size, then this would be the bike you could look at. It's a 16 inch bike. It has front and back brakes. It's made by this company. It has a gyro. Um, you know, this is a, a great entry level bike. Yep. It's much different than what you would buy at a department store because, and go through that. So the parents are gonna go, oh, I see. And granted, it's a bit, it's quite a bit more money, but it's also the right tool for them to really be introduced to a very specific sport as opposed to trying to do flatland on a bike that's just not safe for one and also just not, not really functional. Yep. Something I always wanted to do that I never got around to was make a website that was just links to all the, the content like that. Like, hey, you're starting out. This is what you need. Watch this Dude, video. Please for this. do it. Watch this video for this. Just something to help me kind of figure out what to put up. Please I can do that. You just make the ch YouTube um, channel with all the videos and she'll send yeah, people and you just to make that. A website I know. Page with this. And I, I kind of had that in Woman of Freestyle. Woman of Freestyle had sections for getting started. Here's how you buy a bike. Here's what you need for a flatland bike, a street bike, a ramp bike. And it had like general to do lists. But yeah. I always wanted to make a bigger site that was just a portal. For just other people's content for covering literally all those things you just said. Yeah. Because then you don't have do you, to do the work of making each individual piece, but you just bring it together. That's, your that's, if, they already, that's, your that's if they already. That's if they already exist, though. Because with Flatland, maybe they don't exist yet, and that's where like some. I think way it you all do. exists. It's just so spread out. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Like there's people making YouTube videos. A lot of Flatlanders making YouTube videos, but there's nothing brought together. Mm -hmm. You had a point that you were... Well, what I was going to say is, like, if you do what you're talking about, or you do what, you're, what we're talking about with all of this, once it starts building, that's where you grow the value for these sponsors that you're talking about to throw these contests, because you have this resource, you're building your channel if you mm -hmm. do it, and you have people watching, you can go to the companies and be like, look, I've got all these people watching, we can throw this contest and I can be a part of it, and then it can be a part of what I'm doing or what you're doing, and it, it, it immediately brings legitimacy and value to a company who doesn't care who Dave Nori is right. or They're who Kim is. The exposure and the numbers. Yeah. They're trying to see, how am I going to make this money back with more because I have to get a return on my investment? And it sucks to talk like that. It really does yeah, because yeah. there's people who hate hearing that but that is the reality of the world we live in. Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, there are companies out there that don't have that as a high priority, like Reclamation Bikes, you know, and like Carl, I don't know how Carl has pulled off so much that he's pulled off, but it's amazing that kids can just come here and ride, you know? So there is that, you know, there are definitely people that are willing to also grant, give, and fund you know, and it's finding that. So even if you approach, even if you have this great YouTube following and you're building this momentum and you can approach somebody that wants to support just an avenue for kids to get off the streets and do something, you know, mm -hmm. active and, and challenging. Yep, or if it's a blog that has everything in one place, you can sell advertising to the companies. You sell advertising on the YouTube channel, whatever. If there's, with the internet, there's an unlimited potential for avenues to take whatever you guys wanted to do with it. I didn't mean for this to become a seminar on yeah. social networking. I but, know, like, but I think it's kind of fun to set, because we did this last year and like where we are, where we are today. And just to recap, like the, the event today was amazing because we had, we had so much diversity. We had, you know, 20 riders of all levels we got this great exposure. There's definitely a ripple effect that's happening because of that. So if we can duplicate more of that, both on a grassroots level, like you were mentioning, contest or events, Just and or on the internet, like those two, using both those, because we still have both. Back in the 80s, we didn't have the internet. Now we do, so it's like, how can we, you know, how I and we can do that? Make sure that we're using those resources as well as the grassroots and traveling to whatever events we can do and promoting just riding and nothing beats watching somebody do any, doing it live. Yeah. When you see it live, you're just like, whoa, like, it looks just like the video. And it's, 
you're just mesmerized by it. Yep. And That's exactly my perspective. I mean, today is like the third time I've ever seen Flatland in person. And it's still, watching you ride is still just like, how? I don't get it. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Tastes great. So on that note, I feel like real progress even just comes from this conversation. Absolutely. I, I hope that people watch and receive it well and don't immediately turn it off whenever I got upset for a second. <laughs> but I, I appreciate that you guys are all in the mindset of wanting to help enough to have a conversation like this. And, because sometimes that's all it takes is just talking about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I thank you for the opportunity and, and uh, using your you know, audience to expose it to what we're thinking about or what we're considering or what we, we hold you know, valuable. It's the whole point. I mean, BMX doesn't happen with one singular person and, and we all rely on each other for everything. Nobody has ever gone through their whole BMX career without learning something from somebody else or having help from other people. So that's the whole point. Yeah. And I think we all do a good job of just trying to help. It's awesome. So who are you? Dave Nori. Uh, you'll find my YouTube channel, Dave Nori. And uh, Instagram is Dave Nori. Facebook is Dave Nori. <laughs> <laughs> He's Dave Nori on the internet. N-O-U-R-I-E. What about you? I'm Trevor Watchering. Um, I have a Instagram, Trevor Watchering. And uh, me and Paul are with Dustin on Tech Bike Co. And... You can find him at Ray's. And you can find me at Ray's and or Changa, right? And yep. spell your last name so people can find you easily. <laughs> it's on the screen. He it's doesn't have screen. to spell it's it. On the it's on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, good. What about we you, Kim? Uh, Kim? Kim Klejek. I'm mostly known for promoting women of freestyle BMX. On Instagram, it's uh, Kimix, K-I-M-I-X, at underscore WFBMX.com. There you go. And I'll uh, make sure to keep up with these people if... If they keep moving these things forward and you start seeing queens. <laughs> hey, I know my Instagram handle this year, so I'm moving up in the world. There we go. So on that oh, note. I didn't know it <laughs> that's great. She's prepared all year for this moment. Yeah. Uh, on that note, though, I hope that this helps. That's the whole point. So follow all of them. Check out what they're doing. I hope next year we can do an even better update. And exactly. have more and maybe even have something for your channel. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Right? We'll do one uh, we'll do a, a little deeper each other's channel. There we go. Cool. So uh we'll see where we're at in a year. Subscribe and hopefully you're enjoying the corn stuff. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>